Well, you sick freak, welcome to the program. Have you had enough? Have you had enough of the teachers' unions blocking our kids from going back to school? Joe Biden says he's not going to get involved in that. Of course not. He's beholden to the teachers' unions. The teachers' unions are what's stopping our kids from going back to school. And the science is very clear. Not only can we protect our children in school and the teachers, but we're actually doing harm if we don't send them back. And yet, nobody seems to want to find an answer. Well, one father had enough. We talked to him in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. If you have a pulse, you know, I, I, I have a neighbor who I was talking to about music the other day. And uh, he said, um, my wife hates music. And I said, what? He said, yeah, my wife just hates music. I said, all music or just certain guys? He said, all music. She just hears it as noise. And I said, I don't know if I could do that. And he said, it was almost a deal breaker when we were dating. He said, she cannot listen to music. I can't imagine That's your awful. life like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm listening to music all the time, especially, uh, especially you know, in meetings, uh, you know, when I have to watch something, I'll just put in the earpod and I don't have the little white sticks coming out because I have uh, I have Raycon earbuds. If you are if you want something that is really good, that you can really listen to your favorite podcast or or whatever, um, you're going to get the same quality. I personally think they're better than Apple AirPods and it's half the price. I mean, between the short cords and the really expensive products, I mean, Apple had me at hello. Uh, if you want really great sound, isolating, a comfortable fit, you got to try Raycons. Raycons. Right now, they're offering 15% off all of their products. Uh, all you have to do is go to buyraycon.com slash Beck. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. You get uh, 15% off your entire Raycon order. So grab a pair, maybe an extra one, because you know your kids are going to steal them. It's buyraycon.com slash Beck. All right, I I want to play this audio from a parent in Virginia who has been going to his school board over and over and over again, calmly saying, stop it. We have to have a plan to open the schools. Here's what happened this week, and it just went viral. You should all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the, than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to, to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system figure it out or get off the podium because you know what there are people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out it's not a high bar raise the freaking bar 
Now, as he was walking out, one of the school board members, and I, I want to quote this, uh, one of the school board members uh, said, please wipe this down the podium, wipe it down ahead of time. We don't want anything to infect us. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. These people are out of control. We have that dad on the phone now. His name is Brandon Amishan. He is originally from New York. They just moved out of New York to come down to Virginia, and uh, he finds himself uh, in this situation. Brandon, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. I actually grew up in Loudoun County and you know, spent a lot of my professional career in New York before coming back because of COVID. So um, I am you know, a local here in heart. So, so Brandon, um, I noticed that you were, you were calm and then you got to the garbage, <laughs> the garbage people that are picking up your trash and you just, you just exploded. Did something happen that you saw, like they weren't listening to you or not watching you or, uh, or did you just, was this just all pent up because of the number of times you've said this to them? Yeah, I think it's a few things, right? I don't really think this is a political a party issue, right? Mm-hmm. It's a ma- right. I don't really care if you're red, blue, green, or orange. It's about the children. And I have to give a shout out to my wife and mother and the many others who've actually been involved with getting schools open longer than I have. I think, as you said early on, yeah, yeah I, we've went numerous times and tried many different tactics, jingles, rhymes, you know, mm. pleading to open schools. But after, and you didn't see it in, in my video, but my five-year-old daughter and eight-year-old son spoke before us. And, you know, I just had had enough. And, and, you know, what I decided was I'd try a more stern tactic, which, you know, is obviously resonating. But I just wanted them to pay attention because I didn't feel like they were paying attention. Um, I I, I mean, I saw the video. I don't know if they were looking at you, but I've, I've seen this kind of video over and over again. These people sit behind the dais and. And they just are disconnected from it. You speak and they're like, your time is up and then you have to leave. And it, it just there seems to be and I, I know this isn't true, but it seems to be that there's really no compassion and, and, and no science involved in this. Did you feel that way? Do you feel that way? Well, yeah, I mean, I think what got me fired up was my son, my eight year old son, you know, who's never really spoken publicly, you know, he spoke on, on the virtual um, stuff before, but this first time in person, he, you know, he was, you know, he was shaking a little bit. He, he was upset after he left because he said, I felt like I was being judged. And, mm. you know, it, it's hard because these are our educators and our mentors and the people who are supposed to be examples for our kids. And I've been numerous times and not once have I heard the school board say, thank you, to these children who are look, there's adults who who can't even stand up in front of people with confidence, right. and these ch- and just say, hey, thank you for your time, sir, or thank you, ma'am, and and let them know that you don't have to agree with them, but let them know that you're doing something that it, it is, you know, it is intimidating and scary. And after months of doing this, I just you know kind of just triggered something. It's interesting because uh, the um, I don't know if you remember the um, Norman Rockwell paintings of the Four Freedoms. But one is a guy standing up, and it's the freedom of speech. And you, are you familiar with this painting by Norman Rockwell? Yes, yes, I believe so. Um, he's standing up to a school board, and in his pocket 
it has the school board agenda in his pocket. So it's clearly him standing up and saying, look, we need some changes in our school. Uh, it, there's nothing more American. And, and yet, uh, I, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, because as we were talking before you came on, the science is really clear. There aren't any scientists that are saying keep the kids home. Um, there, there, there's no science that shows that the kids or anybody re- is in real danger at school. And the science also is on the side by keeping our kids out of school. We're doing significant damage to our kids. Why are they not doing anything? Look, uh, first and foremost, I think the vast majority of teachers, you know, want to be back in school. I mean, they're they're in just as tough a situation. My daughter's kindergarten teacher. They're not supposed to be college online professors. So I think they're frustrated as well. I think the CDC came out with guidelines recently that are that have shown or and this is the people who are the professionals within, you know, disease control saying Mm -hmm. that there are mitigating factors that you can do and and the spread of this virus, albeit it's a horrible thing. I don't discount that the spread of this virus can be mitigated through certain, you know, certain steps. And I think it's like a 12 or maybe it's more than that, 12 steps that have shown to be effective. And I just think all throughout the country, there are parents, and, and I say this because, you know, I've been given a little bit of a voice as a conduit, if you want to call it, but I'm just a dad who cares about my kids. And there's fathers and mothers and caretakers all throughout mm-hmm. the U.S. and world who care about that. And I think, you know, parents are speaking out and, and they just want to, they want to see solutions. And if anything, they just want to see a plan and they want to see that plan attempted to be executed and not the goalpost moved. So can you, you said, you know, there's a line of people out there. Um, a, why were they not in the committee room? Uh, and, and was it a line of parents that had the same kind of viewpoint that you did? And has there been any movement? Well, yeah, well, because of the guidelines, they only have the, the podium and it, you know, it's, I don't know, 30 feet away. It's a massive room. I think in a normal environment, that room's filled with chairs and people can go in and speak. Um, they have you waiting out in the hall, you know, socially distanced. And I'm out there with my, my two-year-old, my five-year-old, my eight-year-old, and my wife. And there's other families with kids that, the, the, you know, it's not getting attention as much. But there was a father with a special needs son yeah. who, who spoke a minute or two before us and he signed up for both of them and he wasn't given the time to speak for his son who is a non-audible you know special needs student well you know look if you're if you're not willing to listen to your constituents that was my point right like i personally am not running for office this is just a father who cares and there's other people who are out there who care as well but if you're running for office do something and if you don't want to do something there are people who will step up and do it leadership is hard it's not easy. It's not fun sometimes, but leadership is what built this great nation. Um, and I think that, you know, if you don't want to, if you're not up for the task, then let someone else do it because people always forget there is someone who will step up. Uh, let me, uh, let me play that other father that uh, you were just talking about. Here's the audio. He has trouble standing still for 30 seconds for speaking in front of you. How can you expect him to sit in front of a computer every day every hour focus and get an education that's impossible impossible for him and impossible for over 11,000 more kids who are special education with special Mm -hmm. needs in lcps 
but instead you decide to sweep his problems under the rug and focus on giving raises, new mascots, renaming athletic fields, and a whole lot of PowerPoints. Thank you, sir. Across equity. I'm the next speaker as well. Sir, only one. You can only sign up for one spot, and I'm sorry. Is your is your name um, Upen? Yes. So we'll count that, and we appreciate you bringing your child. So you're saying he cannot speak for himself, so I can't speak for him on his behalf. You, sir, you're the one who said he cannot speak on his behalf. Exactly. So I spoke for his behalf till now, and I'm now speaking for myself. If I could. Sir, I can only allow one speaker one minute, so I'm sorry you have to. Oh, well, I just have to minute. say then, if you, you guys don't really vote for him, you're letting him down. And a lot of other so, like Brandon, uh, one minute. How do you even make a point in one minute? It's hard. I mean, he was he was a couple people before me, right? And so I could hear him, and they buzz you like there's a buzzer. It's a loud thing, you know. They really they want to make you know make it known that you're out. But I, look, I lived in New York for the last ten years up until six months ago, and you know it's a fast talking city. I can talk pretty quick, but trying to get your point articulate, you know, articulate your, your point in 60 seconds is hard. I even stumbled, you know, you have a mask on, mm-hmm. kids standing around, like it's not easy. And it's, we as a society need to have some compassion. And if we can't show as, as educators, and again, educators, mentors, and, you know, school boards who are supposed to be the examples of that, if we can't have compassion, then, then, then who are we? And again, I just care about the children, right? This is about, I'm, this isn't about me. This is about the children and getting them back. And you mentioned earlier, the mental health side of this is so much worse than anyone sees. Mike, I know. that was a handicapped father, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what he's going through. My five-year-old daughter barely wants to sit in front of a screen. Adults don't want to sit in front of screens for that long. My eight-year-old's defeated, Right. They just want to make friends. They're kids. There's valuable, you know, seniors who didn't have graduations, yeah. third graders who didn't have kickball or field day. Like there are valuable life experiences that we are missing. And, and there's just people who are not saying, here's a plan and let's execute it. And if you don't want to go, don't go. But yeah. for those who do let them and let the teachers who want to go back, go back as well. Amen. Amen. Brandon, thank you very much. Brandon Michon uh, from Virginia, the parent that uh, stood up at his school board and uh, I think spoke for a lot of us who are parents. And I hope there are more of you uh, standing up and I hope you've inspired people to stand in their own community. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks so much. You bet. Goldline right now is offering a huge promotion on self-directed IRA acquisitions for their retirement accounts. You know, we were just talking to a uh, investment expert here just uh, about a half an hour ago, and we were talking about the value of the dollar. And he's like, you got dollars. Where are you going to put it? I mean, where are you going to put it? He's like, if you're going to sell this, what are you going to do with it? You're going to put yeah. it in dollars? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joking. Like I'm going to put it in it. dollars. That's true. Mm. The ones who are really going to get screwed are the people who have spent their whole life saving their money, playing by the rules. Your dollars, if you think you have your retirement ready to go, your dollar is losing value every single day. Please call Goldline about their self-directed IRA acquisitions for retirement accounts. 
before the dollar crashes. Call to find out how to protect your long-term retirement portfolio with physical precious metals. Also, Goldline is running an extremely limited inventory special on their legal tender bar cars, uh, cards that I personally helped design with the Canadian Mint. It is the gold bar that acts like a coin. It's one of my favorite products because you can carry it in your wallet, in your purse, and if you're traveling or something, you'll know you'll be able to get home uh, because it's actual gold currency from the Canadian Mint. These things have been out out of stock for months. Goldline has just minted a new, very limited batch of the cards. They're probably, they may be sold out by now. You'll also receive a half ounce pure silver bullion coin at no additional cost. Get them before they're all gone. Call now. They're standing by waiting to hear from you. Please protect yourself, your family, your retirement. Call Goldline now. 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We were talking about this a little bit before the break in the four minute buzz on Blaze TV, but it, there's a lot of things that have been difficult to figure out through COVID. We mm-hmm. can all go back and find comments from Anthony Fauci or anybody on Twitter mm-hmm. that, that were saying things that were incorrect in February and March and April. Mm-hmm. Right. However, even going back to that period, mm-hmm. scientists were saying schools should not close. And even and I can understand. I remember when they first the first interview I heard about COVID really lengthy uh, interview. I remember thinking to myself, you know what? Kids, right? Like you can't send kids back to school, right? There's no way the government's going to send kids back to school in the middle of this Uh before we knew anything about the virus. Right. Mm -hmm. And as it was clear, the science showed over and over again that okay, don't care at all. No, no, no. I mean, Mr. Rock Hardy. Mr. Rockhearted, <sighs> you apparently have not seen the interpretive dance no. done by the Chicago Teachers Union. Oh, well, no, I haven't. So Wait, play it. Please, here it is. Well, of course it will. Watch. This is interpretive dance that the Teachers Union in Chicago did to make sure people understand that they can't go back to teach. This is just them dancing to weird generic synth music. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. See what I mean? That's what they're saying. Safety is essential. essential. <laughs> okay. This is keep our students, students and teachers and our teachers safe. They're just dancing in their living rooms, though. I don't, I don't uh, and one's outside, uh, but they're not together. Safe. And. It's because it's not safe to go back to school. Okay, I have a major change of opinion. And you should not send your kids back to that school. <laughs> <laughs> you are exactly right. If you're in Chicago, do not. And these were your kids. These were your kids' teachers. Run. I am run full, for the border. Full flip flop. <laughs> Keep the schools closed. <laughs> wow. Holy this is crap. what they're doing. Look, and those two teachers are doing it in the same room without a mask. Oh, my God. And they're next to each other. Uh, I mean, this is what the teachers union releases in Chicago. Can you imagine being a parent? How pissed you'd be. Oh, my gosh. Because there was this kind of thing that happened during the, you know, the heat of the pandemic where first responders would do these kind of fun little TikTok dances uh, to, you know, to blow off some steam or whatever. And there's a certain percentage of people who just got pissed off. It's like, 
wait a minute, we're in the middle of this crisis. You're not letting us out of our houses and you guys are doing f- funny TikTok dances together. I mean, you know, maybe it's a little bit of an overreaction as they worked a lot of long hours and I don't know. But like, this is a totally, they're just home dancing while your kids are suffering. I know. And they're telling you that they have to be kept safe when, when of course, well, every other first, every other frontline worker is out there doing their thing. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, frontline workers, mm-hmm. cowards. The teachers union, they're they're making themselves into cowards. First of all, their demand was uh, not until we get a vaccine. Okay, well, we have one now. Now they're saying not until the children are vaccinated. A, the children are not at risk. The risk is way below 1%. They're not at risk. And you want to do a vaccine on children that hasn't been tested on children? Are you out of your mind? Stop telling me to follow science. You need to follow science and stop with the interpretive dance. Teachers, unless you're part of this, you've got to stand with the parents and get back to work. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So, I was thinking about today hauling out my guitar and my harmonica, neither which. Uh, neither of which can I uh, can I play, um, but uh, I wanted to play. It's kind of a bluesy thing called sitting in the waiting room at the mechanic shop, kissing my money goodbye uh, because I didn't get car shield blues. Now, it's a little wordy. Yes, a little wordy, but I think you'll like the music. If I could play the guitar or the harmonica, you'd 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 understand. So let me just say this. If you've ever had the blues because your check engine light went off and you're like, I'm not going to check my engine light because I know what that's going to cost. And then it gets worse. That's the blues. Okay, grab your harmonica or get car shield. If anything like this happens to you and your car breaks down, you have 24-7 roadside assistance. They get you a rental car while yours is in the shop. They pay the mechanic, whether it's the dealership or, you know, your local mechanic. Doesn't matter. They pay them. They don't pay you, so you're not having to fork out the money. Get covered now. Carshield.com. Carshield.com. Promo code BECK. Save 10% right now. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You're going to save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Uh, GameStop is crashing down 55% today. Uh, one of the reasons is you're, you're not allowed to buy, at least on certain platforms. Uh, it's just not, this is just not good for anybody. For anybody, um, I want to talk to uh, Jeff in Pennsylvania. You're on a local school board. Hello, Jeff. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call. You I bet. was listening with interest to the gentleman from Loudoun County, Virginia, and I serve on a local school board. And we are in session, but we are under rather draconian uh, limitations imposed upon us by the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. They have these just these raw number uh, parameters that if you have an extra COVID case and it exceeds a certain rolling average, then you got to shut down. Right. Um, and it's just, so let me ask you, no, it's best. To be, go ahead. So let me ask you this, Jeff, because, because I know the situation that some people are in on school boards like that, like, like you're describing, 
But I think there's a problem in America where everybody is sick of hearing the buck passed. And so when you bring up a very valid point, we can't do anything. Is there anybody on the school board or of you uh, organized uh, people to say, look, I I agree with you. But we have to take this and kick this up to the state. So let's go do that. I think if school boards that were trapped went with parents and they were a united school board and said, this has got to stop, I think you'd be heroes. Well, I, I believe we have done that in certain cases, especially when dealing with athletics. Yeah, We have gone to those people above us. We have talked to our local legislators. In fact, where I live, both the Senate and the House majority leaders are my personal representatives. Mm. You know, I elected them. Um, They listen and they're trying. Um, But it's at the administrative level. It's the, you know, it's Mm -hmm. the government, governor's level, the and that's where it's that deep state, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, even in Pennsylvania. Uh, I've got a Democrat uh, uh, governor here who just thinks he's, you know, he's God almighty. Um, And I not agreed with him from the get go on this. We are trying and we have an administration that runs our schools that knows how important it is to get school kids in school. They're on the phone to the Department of Education almost daily talking to the the various uh, health people there and saying, listen. You know, we got one more, but we can do this. So we're trying. Um, Not all school boards are like that, but I think most of the school boards in our area, they know the value, and they're trying to keep the kids in school. That's paramount. Jeff, thank you very much for your call, and God bless you. Good luck. Sincerely, good luck. Um, um, People have got to control their anger as much as, uh, as, you know, I mean, just been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed on so many fronts. But I will tell you, uh, one event, one event, and your freedom is gone. One event. That's how close we are. Pray as hard as you've ever prayed for sanity and for protection and that uh, those who wish to do harm uh, are thwarted. Uh, Let me go to uh, Tom in Oklahoma. Hello, Tom. Hello, sir. How are things? Well, actually, uh, I'm doing uh, quite well. I'm one of those people who is uh, teleworking right now. So oh, uh, trying to. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm a retired military officer. Um, and uh, once upon a time, I actually taught at one of the senior military colleges uh, in the command and control arena. And, and what does that mean? Com- in- for those who don't know, what's command and control? Well, command is the authority you have to uh, order troops to do things. Control is the method by which you actually get them to do things. Okay. And uh, hmm. the uh, the situation in D.C. has got me actually very confused. Um, I've talked to my senator. I've talked to my governor. And I'm not getting a whole lot of response. Um, I want to know. By whose authority are they out there? Did they deploy under Title 32, which is state control, or did the federal government call them up to federal service? Under okay, Title so 10? so here's the thing: um, Washington D.C. is not a state, so the mayor actually made the request. So they're on the request of the mayor, 
who is really kind of a stand-in governor. Yeah, and uh, that's where I go down two different roads in the command and control situation. Are they organized as a task force? If so, there has to be a designated commander. And besides holding them to account for the logistical support that our troops apparently aren't getting, um, under the Joint Operational Planning and Execution System, the commander has to publish a commander's intent. What's the purpose of him being there? What's the method that they're going to employ? And what's the end state? When do they accomplish the mission? I haven't seen anything like that. Which Where would you find that? I'll, I'll have my researchers uh, look. Where would we look? Yeah, that would be in the uh, operational orders issued to subordinate commanders out there. So you've got uh, apparently 50 different state uh, commanders that are deployed out there with their troops that would have received that. Um, it, you know, it may end up being classified, but it shouldn't be because they're there um, under Title 32. It's got to filter back to the states. Um, if they're not organized as a task force and there's no designated commander, then I have a very disturbing thought that the Pentagon or the National Guard Bureau are actually functioning as a general staff. And what I mean by that is, the, uh, as an example, the German general staff functioned to both plan and execute operations. Uh, that's actually against the law here in the United States for the Pentagon or the National Guard Bureau to act that way. So I am utterly confused by what authority they are operating and what mission they're accomplishing. So I, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll see if I can get some governors on the phone and get an answer uh, to that question. You're in Oklahoma. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, what's your governor's name? Kevin Stitt. Okay. I don't know Kevin. Um, is he Republican or Democrat? He is Republican. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll see if I can reach out and get some information uh sarah could you just ask the staff to do that uh we'll see if we can get some information because i'm i'm interested as well uh what are they doing there what is the intel why can't we hear uh any of the intel um and they're saying that they have no intel that says that there's going to be domestic unrest and yet that's why they're there so 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 which is it what is going on i think this is really important and Quite honestly, if um, if we don't start getting satisfactory answers, our governors should say, I'm not putting the National Guard. I'm not giving you my troops, calling them home. I think Greg Abbott just did that. Uh, we're not playing this game uh, because it's really important. And I'll tell you one thing by by stationing military in Washington, D.C., you cannot normalize that americans have not seen that since 9 11 nor should we see that that is not who we are so we don't want to normalize it the other thing is uh, i have a real problem uh, especially in washington dc because congress oversees washington dc it's the mayor and then congress and uh i don't want congress telling the National Guard what to do. Uh, it's going to, it, it will disenfranchise a lot of people. We cannot lose faith in our military. It's one of the only things that is left. And if they begin to look like they're puppets 
and they are doing things that they should not be doing here in the United States, that is a very, very bad thing. Very bad thing. And we should all be concerned about that. Thanks so much for your phone call. I'll try to get back with some uh, information on that uh, for you tomorrow. Uh, tonight, I have, I have a podcast. I'm like, I'm, I haven't felt this way since we had uh, Ray Kurzweil on. Mm. I'm a science geek. I just love science. This guy is a black holes uh, expert. Um, he's an astrophysicist. He's the uh, head of the, uh, uh, I think, astrophysics uh, department. You sound like a scientist. Are, yeah. you, are you in the Hall of Fame for science? Too? I am. I can't yeah, even, yeah. It's, I'm a doctor, man. I'm a doctor. That's you true. know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm so excited to talk to him. He just wrote a book called Extraterrestrial. And uh, he makes this compelling, compelling case in it that we have witnessed. The whole world has witnessed an encounter with the extraterrestrials in 2017. But if you read his book there, that while that is part of the story and a big part of the story, there's another part of the story. And that is freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom in the science community to question things. Uh, it is going to be a fascinating interview. It's going to happen uh, today on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Just look for my podcast and uh, you'll be able to hear it as we do it uh, here. And 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 you got to listen to it. I think it's going to be fantastic. I don't know this guy at all. I don't know what he thinks he's getting himself into. Um, but, uh, you know, most people, when they do interviews with people like this, they're like, so tell me about the green men. Okay, well, I mean, uh, like, uh, I mean, hypothetically, uh, are they lizards? He's not going to get those kinds of questions. Uh, and uh, and I'm excited to hear him. I'm really excited to hear him talk, and I think you will be, too. Uh, his name is Avi Loeb, and uh, he's from Harvard. He'll be on the podcast at Blaze TV. Otherwise, if you just want to get the podcast on the regular rotation, it will be out on Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. But all the cool kids are going to be doing it tonight. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Philip lives in Minnesota. Oh, gosh, Philip. Sorry to hear that. Two people, I was in the driveway. I came in, or in the parking lot. I came in yesterday. I had to run home, do something, and come back uh, for the show. And uh, these two people uh, follow me in. And I'm like, uh, SWAT team. Uh, I got somebody following me in. And I get out of the car. And it's this couple from Minnesota. And they are here in Texas, and they've been Blaze subscribers forever, since the beginning. And they said, we just wanted to come by the building. We knew that you guys would be closed for COVID. I'm so starving for anybody to be in this building. I was like, come on, I'll give you a tour. It was great. We hung out yesterday. They watched the show live. It was really neat. Uh, But anyway, Philip lives in Minnesota with them. Uh, He had several knee injuries, and as a result, he spent years fighting both pain and stiffness in his knees, even his hip. After hearing about uh, Relief Factor on the radio, Philip decided that he'd give it a try. Two weeks into the three-week trial pack, he discovered that he was going to be ordering more because it was working. And not only did the pain fade away, he says eventually it faded away to nothing. But the stiffness also disappeared as well. Now his knees and his hip don't hurt. They're not stiff. Philip is enjoying life the way you should be enjoying life. Thanks to Relief Factor. Relief Factor. Get out of pain. Just try it. 
just try it. It 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Why? Because it works. Either that or they're just imbeciles. I think that's working for them. Uh, see if you're one of those 70%. You'll know within three weeks. It's relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So I want to talk to you about what's happening in Israel. Israel is way ahead of the rest of the world on vaccinations. Yes. Uh, and they are today. They will hit 50 percent of the population vaccinated. So we should be able to see quickly uh, whether or not this vaccine works or not. And the first news has come out. Uh, how many people were vaccinated at the time or how big is this? Test so the group study? is three over three hundred and twenty thousand people. OK, uh, so two groups of one hundred and sixty three thousand. So I guess three hundred twenty six thousand one hundred sixty three thousand in each group. So one hundred sixty three thousand vaccinated, one hundred three thousand not vaccinated in the vaccinated group. Three hundred and seventeen people have tested positive mm. in the non in the non vaccinated group. Six thousand four hundred and thirty seven cow. Twenty times as many people. So this is very similar to the results of the trial with a group 10 times the size. Uh, and so it's holding. It's holding just like the trials so far, mm-hmm. which is really encouraging. And again, you know, we could talk about all we can blab on about masks all we want. The bottom line is life gets back to normal when this virus is gone. Do you know, uh, the, I haven't the economy gets back to normal. Everything's open. All these things that we want happen if this thing goes away. Well, and this no. is really promising. No, no, no. No, 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 not, not you're not going to let me have one minute. Not of with the teachers the unions. No, I'm not. I'm not. No. Not with the teachers. Unions no, that's true. Charge. Again, um, if your teachers union will not open up the schools at this point with the amount of science, you probably don't want to send your kids back to that school. Anyway. You really I mean, seriously, uh, check the science. Teach. You want, you want those teachers teaching your kids? Again, yeah. we keep ba- this is one thing I think that we will look back at on, on this era as conservatives, as the, one of the biggest missed opportunities of our lifetime, because we keep begging people to open up schools. We've been telling everyone our entire lives, these schools don't work. Here's an opportunity to get to your kids in a place that is not the public school. And there are a lot of people who are doing, and I understand like private school is not for everybody. Homeschooling might not be for everybody, but there's pods uh, that have popped up all around the country. I will tell you. Small groups. I- I'm, I'm looking for a pod because if my school, uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> a public private partnership oh nice <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, if my school keeps closing because somebody in their family had covid and they got to close the school for two weeks i i, I, I just I, I can't do it it's a good school but Sorry, I'll find a pod. Again, it's hard to find options for everybody. I understand yeah. that. But this is the time to investigate whether they exist for you. This is it. I mean, we've been saying these schools are indoctrinating to- the kids the whole time. They won't even open them up. They are begging you to find another option. Begging you. And we've been trying to convince you that the uh, teachers unions aren't really about the kids. Well, check out the interpretive dance by the Chicago <laughs> teachers union telling you differently. I mean, what? What is, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Stand up. Get your kids back into school. This is the Glenn Beck Program.